This is episode 217 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Yo, man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling good? (laughs) You know, sometimes when we do these recordings, I always think, man, I kind of want to get off early. I don't want this to be an hour and a half episode. (laughs) (laughs) But we always end up starting like 30 minutes late. Because we start yakking before we even start recording. Right. Like, we were supposed to start at 6.30. I think I didn't send you the Zoom request to, like, 6.40. Because, like always, as soon as I want to do something, my child wants me to do something for him. So I had to buy <laughs> something for one of his Fortnite characters. So I send mm-hmm. you the request. And we're on here jab- jibber-jabbering about the topics we're going to talk about for a good 20 minutes before we actually press record. And it's like this every time. It's like, I Every wonder how come we get on this thing at 630 and we don't stop talking to 830. It's like, well, you don't start recording <laughs> to like 7, 720. That might be a problem. These are things that I just think about. I'm like, I get to talk with my best friend for two hours every week. So hell yeah, uh, I shouldn't complain that much. Not at all. <laughs> One day we won't be able to do this. Well, I just look back and play the recordings and lay in bed and listen to him and cry. Like, I don't get to talk to my friend no more. He's busy with life. It gets busier and busier every day. It seems. Uh, tell Especially the jobs we have. Yeah. But anyway, let's start reading the press, man. We're here. Um, we got a, just a smorgasbord of topics that we can talk about today. And um, we were going to start off talking about a little baseball, you know, spring training, starting up. We got all kinds of things we talked about. But today was one of those days where a story just fell from the heavens into our lap. And we we can't help but to talk about it. And it's John Morant out there living this goon life. <laughs> now, we had talked about John Morant last time we talked about basketball, correct? What's that? We talked about Ja last time. We talked about the NBA, right? Briefly, yeah. Uh, we talked about his his friends, his associates. His posse, his boys. I'm letting you say it. <laughs> All right. yeah, let, me, let me say it that way. Yeah, about what happened after a game against the Pacers, where apparently, allegedly, one of his boys pulled out a um, – a laser and some of the Pacers players and members uh, thought it was a gun. The NBA investigated. They found no such thing. Um, so, look, I don't know how thorough the NBA investigations are. I just know they're going to be a lot busier after this report came out. So this came out today. Not like from ESPN or SR, the athletic, anything like that. This came directly from the Washington Post. 
So you know they cross their T's and dot their I's. <laughs> right. So there are two stories. It's not just one instant. It's two. My yeah, God. you have no idea. So this this is gonna be fun. So I'll go with the first with the first one. So apparently, uh, Jaws' mom was at the mall, and she was um, in a finish line store, you know, shoe store. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she got into it with one of the store employees. Oh my god! So after that brouhaha, she called Jaw. Right? Mm-hmm. He showed up, but not alone. He showed up with nine other dudes. Oh my god! <laughs> now we're recording this on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. the, the Memphis Grizzlies are in Houston playing the Rockets. Did this happen today? Like allegedly? I don't know when this happened. I can check the story, but this whole Washington Post story came out earlier today. That would be crazy if that happened in the Galleria today. No, no, no. It, it's, it happened in Memphis. It said last summer. Oh, okay. Oh, last summer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. In fact, both of these stories happened last last summer. Gotcha. This was just the first one. So he rose up nine deep to defend his mama's honor. <laughs> and apparently there was, uh, there was a back and forth between the director of mall security, Moran, his friends, and then someone in the group allegedly pushed the security director in the head. And hold on, it gets worse. As the group was leaving, John Moran said, and I quote, let me find out what time he gets off. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't, don't tell me he said that. So let's just stay on this one story in a while. There's so many things wrong with this whole story. First and foremost, Ja, why, why is your mama going to finish line for shoes? <laughs> you know what? That is the first thing you have to ask about this whole situation you are rich and you got a direct line to nike your mama should be getting everything same day air flown in from oregon like that's my first thing secondly john mama why the hell are you calling your multi-millionaire son up there for a fight with the finish line employee who buys from finish line? i mean no, that's, that's another question i didn't know finish line was still out here <laughs> I thought the pandemic had take care of them. I didn't know it still exist. I mean, there are what there, I know. There's all these websites that where they sell like the top sneakers and stuff, like for sneakerheads. Uh, God, I don't even know what these websites and, are. I'm, I'm and again, you're John Moran. You can have someone come over there with the shoes for your mama. Like, there's right. so many, like, the point of being rich and famous, or one of the benefits to say of being rich and famous is that you don't have to do the things that us normal slubs have to do. Right. <laughs> you have the money and influence to do the special shit. And here he is acting like they're just normal people. And then, I think the last thing, and this is a crazy thing to me, your mama calls you. She says she's in danger. Maybe she embellishes things like mothers do. Not my mama. I love you, mama. So you go up there. You ready to defend your mama's honor. Why are you showing up with nine other dudes? That's not Stock the- X. That's the website. I'm thinking of. What is it? StockX. Okay. Yes. Yeah, StockX. Why are you running up on a finish line employee 
with nine other people. <laughs> you about to we gang banging on the finish line? You about to stomp out a dude who's working for ten dollars an hour? Man, that's rough, dude. I mean, oh man, this guy. And shout out to that uh, that uh, security officer that got pushed down and didn't sue. I'd have been on the ground talking about my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. Absolutely. Oh, that I have so many questions about this whole thing. If it actually went out down this way, but dog, you are rich, you are famous, and. Uh, if you're going to do or if you feel like someone has to do goon activities, it should be someone that you pay like a John got no damn cousins. <laughs> right. People ain't got shit to lose. I understand one to fight with your mama, but you son, you got a two hundred million dollar contract coming down the line. Sometimes you gotta have you gotta pay someone else to do the goon activities. You can't be out here gooning. I mean, it would be an all-time, just an all-time uh great, not great, but like a I don't know what to, how to put it, but an all-time failure of a story. If he flushes two hundred million, two hundred plus million down the toilet. Just to keep it real, you know. Uh, you remember the old Chappelle skit when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> That's what this is when keeping it real goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, so that's just the first story. So we got one, and then four days later. Ja, he's uh he hosted like pickup basketball games at his home, and it's, and um he has a couple family member, and there's this 17 year old uh kid. He was local high schooler, um super talented, and he was like he got invited to come over here, and like he said, Ja Moran was like his you know um what I'm looking for uh his idol or something like that, like mm-hmm. who we looked up to. So they're in the middle of the game, and um, they, I believe it's one on one. So John Moran checks the ball towards to the kid. The kid throws it back. He throws it back just as hard as Jaw did, and apparently, according to the child, the ball slipped through his hands and caught uh, Jaw Moran on the chin. So Jaw being goon and goon activity like. Walks up to the kid and punches him in the jaw. And it okay. was, and the kid says, Jaw punched him like 12 to 13 times. And when he oh said that, God. yeah, the only thing I think about is like when, you know, the wrestling, when they get you on the turnbuckle <laughs> and they start punching, like right. when they're just someone just counting, like 10, 11, <laughs> 10. Like 10, well, 11, 12, 13. That's an, and someone had to just pull a job. The company he allegedly keeps, I mean, they probably work counting. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it wasn't just Jaw, it was Jaw, Jaw, and Moran, and his friend. 
So in total, he's got punched about 20 times, just got on the ground, just get, basically getting just his ass. Wet. Like, this is a 17-year-old boy that looks up to you. What the fuck are you doing? And, oh, we're not done yet. Oh, my God, there's more? <laughs> so after that happened, the kid uh, calls the police. Jaw heads into his house. He comes back outside with his gun tucked in his pants. And with and his hand on now, the kids say he didn't pull the gun out of his out of his uh, pants, but the threat was obvious. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm gonna believe a kid over this grown. I mean, look, Jaws 23. Okay, He's still a young guy, but come on, man, the guy's a multimillionaire already. He's a the face of of. Tennessee sports, essentially, especially in Memphis. I mean, like, it just doesn't make any sense to keep doing shit like that. Doing kid shit. I mean, that that's something that kids do, man. Yeah. Fighting each other over a ball slipping. Yeah, you accidentally got hit. Now your ego hurt. And yeah. then the story that John Jaw says, like, the kid had been aggressive. He threw the ball. He tried to hit him with it. And then he's like, oh, I have to protect myself, so I swung first. And I'm like, dude, you're swinging on a 17-year-old boy who looks up to you. Like, he he was not there to fight you. Like, right. he, he might have been there talking shit like all teenagers do, like all NBA players do. He's talking, like, he's like... Like what happens on every basketball court in the world, man. I mean, that's basketball. Oh, also, like John ja Morant loves to do. Yeah. So, so, you know, he's talking shit to the, the guy he looks up to who also does that shit. He's emulating you and your false your first thought is, oh, I gotta attack this kid. I mean oh, so he's he's turning into a guy who can dish it but can't take it. That's what it looks like to me. That's even worse, man. That's la- probably lamer than anything, man. That's just lame. Mm-hmm. So all the witnesses say, uh, swear that the boy threw the ball at Moran and didn't apologize and he squared up. But when all your witnesses are saying the exact same thing, it gets a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. And who cares? A 17-year-old kid throws a basketball. Like, <laughs> like, like you're supposed to be the fucking adult in that situation. Exactly. Now this was uh, what kind of uh game was it? It was a pickup game. That- yeah, this is a pickup game in the in the Sorry, at Morant's family home in Memphis. Then the first thing that happens is that you got to go. That's it. If it's that big of a deal, if it's that big of an issue for the the host, whoever is hosting this game, you got to go, kid. And you know what? Leave it at that. Yeah. Just go inside and lock the door, turn off the light. It's over. Yeah. Man. So what are we looking at here with, with John Morant? I mean, this is clearly... This is a this is a young guy who um who is uh I don't know what these I don't know what all these terms are that professionals use. <laughs> You're trying but not to get young, canceled. No, 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 not that, but this is a young guy who clearly exhibits um a pattern of childish behavior still. Yeah, it's like this is all stuff I would expect to see from a high school student. Like right. you're trying to prove yourself. Your ego 
and your emotions and your hormones are just taking control. You're at the fool. But it's like you're you need to be the adult in these situations. Like, I understand the thing with your mom. You want to protect your mom. If, you know, if if you know, she says that somebody was disrespecting her, you want to go there. But you you still got to be the person that goes, hey, we need to just leave. Mm. Handle it another way. Yeah. Like we can write letters all we want to corporate. He could probably his agent picks up the phone to corporate and says, we had an issue at this at store number, whatever that person needs to be fired. And it happens $10 an hour or not. If it's that big of an issue, you got to handle it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's in Memphis, you disrespected the biggest NBA player in that city since the grit and grind era, you can, lose, you, can, you can lose your job in a hot second. Yeah. You could, there are ways to take care of these situations smartly, but it's like, he wants that to be like a, like a goon, like, a, like he wants that, like that. Uh, you don't disrespect me. I'm a man. It's like, but there are different ways to handle this. Like you're letting your ego get in the way of doing all this shit. Right. Like you think walking away from a problem is weakness when in fact it's the strength. Being able to look at a situation, and be like, if I do this shit, my name is gonna be out there everywhere. No one gives a fuck about who um, this employee is at finish line. No one is going to, you know, this kid he's seventeen, so no one's gonna know his name or anything like that because he's underage. But my name, my legacy is going to be out there front page espn si everywhere yeah i mean it's amazing when like how it hasn't gotten through it clearly hasn't gotten through his head that he has everything to lose Mm -hmm. in all four or five however many stories that we've just you know from the the laser thing all all of it how many situations we've tallied up so far just in this one conversation he had he stand he could lose everything over any one of those issues yeah. any one of those you know uh moments and yeah. and what to to maintain you know street cred or cred or whatever or you know to show that you know the you're show the man. Is, the show's boys he hasn't changed yeah. And I'm like, if you're worth millions of dollars now, you should change. You have to. Otherwise, it goes away, man. It goes away like that. Mm-hmm. Like your situation changes, you should change with it. Like you like we're both in our 30s. We can't roll the same way we did in our 20s. All right. Our our bodies won't let us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, this is. I hope that this is a learning situation. You realize he can't do the same shit that he that used to do. This isn't like the nineteen, you know, seventies where you can do something and no one finds out about it till twenty years after you you retire. Like, right. honestly, it's amazing that there's not any camera footage of any of these episodes. And and you know, and really. These stories that are coming out are just lame, dude. Like, if you're trying to show what a badass you are, what, beating up a 17-year-old kid, uh, using a laser pointer at, at your 
you know, your contemporaries, your, you know, your, your fellow, you know, you know, unionized yeah. league members. <laughs> you Running know, you up all... nine deep on, on someone who's barely making a minimum wage. Right. Like, it, this man, as, as talented as he is, and as much as I, I'm like, uh, I pay attention a little more when, when he enters the conversation with, you know, because of, uh, you know, their standing, or the Grizzlies standing. His play on the court. His play on the court, you know, uh, talks of him being, you know, the, the next wave of, of, you know, superstars in the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. love him or hate him. We're all, everybody, you know, there's a, there is a level of fatigue that I think everybody has ex- experiences with any star. And, and now it's our time to be tired of talking about LeBron and KD and you know Kyrie and that generation of players, and now we've got this new wave of guys, you know, Lucas, Trey Young, uh, Giannis, Tatum, Giannis, the Joker, and Ja, and Ja, you know, talent-wise, probably stands above the rest of that group. I mean, it's debatable, but I mean, he's he's near the top of that group, and and to just potentially piss it all away. Over petty shit is just just um, fucking stupid. Just call it what stupid. it is. It's uh, th- at the end of the day, it's just stupid. Hmm? Yeah. I'm like, both of your parents in your life are in your life. You, like, what your daddy ain't had this conversation with you? Like, no, clearly one- he didn't. Look, and, and and that's really where it starts, man, because. I mean, look, look what happened in, in L.A. I mean, this guy thinks he's going to, whether he was serious about it or not, this guy thinks he's going to start John at Shannon Sharp or anybody. It's, it just, it's not just because of Shannon Sharp, but anybody. Like, you, you're the you're the parent of, of this guy. Like, this is, a, this is, this is, ja, and, and in that case, this is Jaws' moment mm-hmm. to be on the court at uh, uh, Staples Center, whatever, I don't know, forget, crypto <laughs> arena, whatever it is, playing in Los Angeles, you know, it, it's completely uncalled for to get involved in anything that, that doesn't involve you. It's like anything else. Mind your business. It does, that, that situation had nothing to do with Jaws' father. He had no business getting involved. And, you know, clearly, there's an influence. You know, with, uh, not just the father, but just his surroundings, the people that the company that he keeps still maintains a, still has a, uh, a staggering influence on this guy. Still, it's like you can't keep doing the shit that you were doing, man. Not now. You are, you're not just on a national stage, you're on a global stage. Mm-hmm. That's what the NBA is now. It's a global game. So we all see this. We saw we all see you acting the fool. Yep. And instead of the next, you know, the next couple of days, unless he scores, you know, 81 points tonight against the Rockets. Which is very doable. He's very doable. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be talking about Jaws' performance against the Rockets. They're going to be mm. the the 
all the headlines are going to be completely negative. Now this guy's got a problem. He's clearly immature. There's maturity issues going on. The company, he keeps all that negative stuff that you don't need, especially with 20 games left in the regular season with the playoffs gearing up. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't need any of that negativity. I don't think I've ever seen a team go from feel good underdog story to heels faster than this <laughs> right. Memphis Grizzlies. Like no one is rooting for them outside the city of Memphis. And and how could you? I mean, at this point, yeah, if your star player is acting like an idiot still, acting like a child, like there's no reason to, to root for this guy or that team. Yeah, all we can do is, is hope he gets it together and you know and turn his life around before his, before he loses out on a bunch of money or even just loses out on his opportunity to play in the league. I know <laughs> and worst case scenario, crosses the path of, of someone that's that keeps it realer than he does, mm-hmm. that's someone that doesn't have anything to lose. Especially in Memphis. If, you you fuck around there and yeah. you will find out. Absolutely. I know it's a tale as old as time, my friend. I know David Stern is right now in the Jewish afterlife trying to escape to get down here to punish him. But why but why did you have to mention (laughs) like you could have just said afterlife? (laughs) I want to be respectful to that man's uh religion. Okay. It was Jewish. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't expecting that though. I'm just He's trying to, he's fighting hard. He's trying to take over um, Adam Silver's body, trying to possess him so he can lay down a three year <laughs> suspension. This guy's too tall. I can't, I can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're done with the uh, Republican Power Hour right there. He needs to get, stop being a thug and get together. <laughs> this will be. <laughs> This one we play it on Fox News by, oh, uh, boy. <laughs> by Monday. Uh, so let's give uh, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about. Um, we came and talk a little baseball. You know, spring training is ramping up, um, and for us, you know, this is our little spring training. Just doing a little baseball talk. This isn't yeah. we're, we have we're not jumping into our full blown previews and predictions just yet. Oh no, I haven't I haven't really looked at any baseball news. <laughs> no, I have not. On field baseball news. <laughs> I have not looked at any team in the National League <laughs> in God knows how long. Um, so, yeah, let, let's talk about some of the biggest stories that have been going around spring training. Um, I think the biggest news right now, the pitch clock. Yeah. Are you rocking with it? Uh, oh, let me explain for people to know. So, MLB now has a pitch clock for the pitchers and batters. It's a... Uh, the pitcher has 15 seconds to throw a pitch. There's no one on base. 20 seconds if someone is on base. And the batter must be up and aware to the pitch by the time the clock hit, hits eight seconds. If the pitcher doesn't throw the ball within those 15 or 20 second incre- increments, it's all an automatic ball. And if the hitter is not prepared by the eight second mark, it's automatically a strike. And we just saw that today. Jeremy Pena struck out on one of those. Um, he did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He struck it out. Ended the game the game. It ended the game over the weekend. Some some teams were playing 
Yeah, it was the Braves versus who were they playing? Dog, I don't remember who they were playing, but basically the batter was not. It was a full count. The batter wasn't ready. The umpire called the strike, and the game was over. Yeah, yeah that's that crazy. Game. But, yeah, um, I'm glad this is happening now in spring training so players can get used to it so we're not having these things happen in uh, the regular season. Also, I think the umpires are being harsh about it because they want to drill into the player's head like this is real. They're, right. not, we might give you warnings in the regular season, but not right now. We want to push this on you. But mm-hmm. uh, that's my original question. What do you think of it, man? Man, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm really never a fan of changes like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand what they're trying to do. I'm trying, I understand, you know, there's concerns with uh, people's attention spans and willingness to watch a three hour game. I'm a baseball fan. You know, and and it doesn't bother me if a game goes three hours. And it really doesn't make a difference if a game goes two hours and 30 minutes and three hours, you know, to me, that's Mm -hmm. me personally. I understand that, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly they're trying to reach an audience that um, isn't tuning in regularly. And uh, they're trying to stay hip and fresh and, you know. All that stuff, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, and I, I've always, I mean, I respect to a degree, except for no, no more. Mm-hmm. I respect uh, <laughs> pitchers and batters, uh, you know, their mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Mannerisms. Like, no more. I mean, that was just too long. Like, I'll admit, just too long adjusting your damn gloves. Get in the goddamn batter's box, okay? Adjusted a couple of times. There's no need to – however many times he was doing it, too much. But uh, it's already taking – it's already kind of taking away some fun, at least from the Astros. As an Astros fan, I mean, with, like, Luis Garcia. Oh, and yeah. I know that's not a pitch issue, a clock issue, but that's more of a balking issue. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just these little rules that kind of pick at the, the – the subtleties that are that make the game fun in a, in a in a way, but you know the fact that we're getting you know Garcia isn't going to be able to do the, the rock the baby with with you know the bases empty and, and things like that, um, and, and pit batters have to be in the box you know in eight seconds you know that that's that's like basketball like getting it over the half court line in eight seconds like do we really need to. You know, do we like? Do we really need to to call that? Yeah, I um, saw I saw one today. Uh, it was Carlos Correa. He like uh, he swung at a pitch, and I think he fouled it off, or did? Oh, he just swung at a pitch, and so he started walking outside the batter's box, and then there's this moment of realization. He needs to get back in. So he's like, "Oh shit!" He turns around real quick and hops <laughs> right back in. Yeah. So and see that that needs to that's going to affect. Then then that needs to we need to make sure that the umpires call these balls and strikes right away. They need to be on top of it as well because if you you have a situation where it's three and two the count uh, or, or or it's a three and one count mm-hmm. and the batter thinks it's ball ball four, but the umpire's taking too long to go up ball two, he's got to hurry up and get back to bait, you know, back to home plate, back to the batter's box. 
you know, where a lot of times these guys are halfway down the line trotting because they think it's a it's a ball. So, you know, look, if, don't be. You just need to stand there and wait. Because yeah, if you do something like that, and then fifteen seconds run out, and you get called for a strike, and you strike out on that. You... Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, not not the biggest fan of these changes. Um, I understand what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really, you know, it's too late. Like they're, they're already implemented. It is what it is. Um, you know, just, you just have to hope that as long as the Astros are fine and they get it together and, and get the timing down, that's all I care about at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Cause there's nothing, there's no, crying and complaining and chest thumping that I can do. That's going to change these rules. You know, it's, it's here. It's here to stay. Yeah. I'm of two minds of this because I understand what you're saying. Like, so the time again, but I always think about every time I play road to the show and MLB, the show, every time I'm the pitcher, I want to get, I just, and um, I throw a pitch and then the camera like goes to other people showing them what they're doing around the, around the ballpark and in the field, I'm <laughs> pushing a, like, come on, let's get back to the action. Right, so, I know what I, you mean. So I think, uh, I think the players are going to get used to it. Um, and I think MLB is going to be happy. I mean, you, I think we, we both seen these, um, yeah. um, these spring training games, they've been done in like an hour, I mean, two hours and 11 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. So yeah. that makes MLB extremely happy. The only thing issue I have, like their whole, their whole thinking about this, like we're going to speed up the game. There's less inaction. So that's going to make casual people turn into baseball and they're going to watch it. And my thing is like, these people aren't turning into baseball because the game is too slow or whatever, they're not watching baseball because they don't like baseball. Right. Like, I feel like baseball, just like basketball, I think you have all the people you're going to have. You're not going to expand like the NFL has. Mm -hmm. Because we're being 100% honest about baseball and the dynamics of the MLB. Baseball is more like college sports than the NFL. Baseball is more regional than nfl like if you root for that team you are usually in that area right the only exception of course is the big teams like the yankees the um you 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 know those guys that grew up in the nights they root for the yankees the um lakers and (laughs) what the knicks the knicks yeah things like that the bulls Hmm. Like I don't. Baseball is never gonna grow to the where football is. I don't. It doesn't matter how fast the game goes, and and the fact that a football game is three hours, like mm-hmm. that doesn't. Uh, like nobody complains about how long a football game lasts. And football games, football, and basketball are the worst with two minutes to go. And if you have all three timeouts, all six timeouts left, oh. like. Two Ridiculous. minutes, two minutes can turn to forty-five minutes. Two minutes yeah. in game time could be forty-five minutes in real time. Right, that doesn't happen in baseball. You know, believe it or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I just, 
I just think they're chasing a dream that's not going to come true. Right. They're trying to get if these anything, players. If anything, mm-hmm. if you really want to get people's attention, if you really want to, you know, get fans interested in the game, steroids. Let them juice up, crack, crank out some 500-foot home runs like they used to. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but really, if you want – if you really want to draw people's attention, make it fun with – you know, developing stars, personalities, you know, exactly. Letting these guys have fun and, you know, letting them be a little emotional or, you know, get some better, get some better marketing, marketing executives and, you know, to, to promote other products besides Gatorade and uh, big league chew. And, you know, I don't know what are baseball players promoting these days? I don't know. You don't even know. And you watch baseball, right? Right. It's just, man, I don't, I don't know. That's the biggest thing to me. It's like we talked about Luis uh, Garcia earlier. They're taking away his signature pitching style. Yeah. It's like what you should be like promoting this, not destroying it. It's like the NBA is so terrible at promoting their stars. It's ridiculous, right? Like Mike Trout could walk in any mall in America and everybody would just say, who's that white dude with the huge neck? Like, right. and he's been the Better best. Find a shirt here. Yeah, he's shirt been, here. yeah. He's been one of the best baseball players the last 10, 12 years. And no one, I would say no one outside the Los Angeles area knows. Him. Right. Meanwhile, if a dude like Giannis, you know, Giannis walked through the Galleria right now. It would shut the entire entire mall down. <laughs> exactly. But even even the amount of of stars of uh of the amount of uh, store closing stars, the amount of store closing stars in the NBA is is very limited as well. I mean. It may be limited, but they do a hell of a lot of job marketing those guys. You know who the stars yeah. in the NBA are. We named them earlier. Right. Like, even if you barely watch the NBA, you know who the best people are. You can right. pick them out. Like, you can pick them out by, you know, face, jersey, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, there's no one in the MLB that, that you can do that for. Like, who's the most popular MLB player right now? I couldn't tell you. I mean... Probably show hey. But like, not to be not to sound too nationalistic or whatever you want to call it, you know. But the fact that this MLB seems to get every so often lately, uh, their biggest stars are imported. Mm-hmm. Like Ichiro had the same effect when he came over in 2000, 2001. He was the, probably the biggest star in baseball at the time. And that was with Bonds and McGuire and and uh, Sosa and, and Clemens and guys like that that were, you know, part of that era. But, you know, we're not – the game isn't focused on – it seems like the game isn't focused on any stars, no matter where they come from. Because, yeah, there's a lot of Dominicans and a lot of Latin players, you know, also that, that – account for a, a large percentage of, of the rosters in baseball. But um, it, it just, it doesn't seem like they're, they're willing to promote anybody at this point and put the, 
the the face of baseball in any anybody's under anybody's name. Which is sad. They're just gonna be they're they're just gonna be in the same situation next year where the ratings are gonna be the same or even worse. And we'll talk about why the reason they may be worse a little bit later. <laughs> and they'll be like, Well, we did all this stuff. How come more people aren't interested in the game and our stars? And I was like, You guys don't market the stars and you guys don't want to make the game look fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's amazing how every other country in the world that plays baseball makes it look more fun than the country that was invented in. <laughs> right. uh, uh. But we'll see. We got the pitch clock. We talked we'll talk a little bit about the new rules on um, pitchers uh, throwing, make sure they stay on the rubber, no balking. Um, and also the shift rules. Which I think that pisses me off the most. It's like we don't want you to shift because it it hurts the offense, the game. And it's like, and for me, I'm like, that would be like if you told um the NBA, okay, you can't double team anymore because it's hurting offense. It's like you're putting your guys cool. in the in the best position to win the game. I think that's more important than just producing a lot of runs. Like I'm trying to win. I mean, it should, it should uh, force players to get better, mm. to not just be pull hitters. Yeah, yeah. Like if all you can do is pull the ball into the shift, maybe this ain't for you. And maybe right. we'll have an another in a couple of years. You know, we'll have superstars or just regular ball players even that can go to all fields, and that'll make the game better that way. That's more interesting. Yeah. But. Uh, we shall we shall see. Um, and if anything, hmm. one more and if, one more and if anything. And if anything. Like I said, I'm not gonna complain and thump my chest about the these rule changes. I will, Eric, this is our podcast. The one thing I will always complain about, if you really want to make the game better, get rid of the softball, the rec league softball extra inning rule. Oh, oh that run around really- second to start extra innings. Get rid of it. Hate it. We'll never appreciate it. We'll never like it. As soon as the players came out and said that they want that they're okay with it because it makes the game get over faster, <laughs> I was like, well, that's it. Because there's, yeah. no, there's no one inside the game that hates it. The MLB, the, MLB, the, uh, the corporate office, they like it. The owners are fine with it. The players are good with it. And the, uh, you know who loves it? All those um, writers who want to get out and get their story up at okay. the end of the game. Like, okay. there's uh, that's a rule. Like, I think the uh, fans hate that more than anything. And it's, it's not going away. I hate it the most. I really wish they would update to like maybe the first two innings, like the ninth, the tenth, and eleventh. You have regular rules. Then like the twelfth. And the 13th, uh-huh. you put a man on first. And then, like, from the 14th inning on, then you put the guy on second. Okay. Like, like build up to it. I I could compromise at, at, at that. A tiered uh, base runner situation. Mm-hmm. Tiered base runner. Yeah. You know what? I, I could definitely compromise with that. Yeah, but. 
the MLB will be like, that's too confusing. We're keeping that as is. <laughs> right. All right. So do you know who got the first um, strike violation as a hitter? I don't off the top of my head. It was Manny Manchado, who also signed this huge 11-year, $350 million extension with the San Diego Padres. Who owns the Padres, by the way? Um, Some billionaire. Do you want me to look that up? I'll look it up. But uh, he clearly has a lot of money. Pete Seidler. Man. This guy has a lot of money because he is doling out $350 plus million dollar contracts. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Now I'm like, I wonder what that Soto contract's gonna look like. Yeah. Oh, that was so I brought this contract, um, not just to talk about you know how much money Manchado's made. Um, but I do want to say congratulations, sir. Yeah. But I was reading an article in Fangraphs. They were talking about it, and they were talking about what this means for the uh, 2023 free agency. Mm-hmm. And my Lord, it gets ugly quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the hitter side, like Shohei Atani, he's the unicorn. He's the guy everybody's going to want to, you know, to throw millions of dollars at, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to go through the free agents for next year? Let's see. All righty. What website do you use? I'm on MLB.com. Okay. Then I will do that as well. <laughs> this is going to be so I'm looking at they're doing it by position. Yep. Wow. So you want to go by position? I just want want to go through and pick the three best uh, free agents Mm -hmm. as far as hitters, you know? Well, I'll tell you this much. Mm -hmm. With uh, the impending situation that's going on that we'll talk about later with the owners, uh. If ever there was a year that they needed some uh, potential debt relief. Some or, savings? Yeah. This would be it. <laughs> Woo! Because that class that class drops in a hurry. Yeah, man. So you ready to start? Let's do it. All right. Let's start catcher. So the catcher's Travis Den- Denard, Mitch Garver, Jan Gomes, Yasmani Gardell, Omar Navarez, Mike Z- Zunino. Zunino. Mike Zunino, who barely hits 200. Yeah. So who's the, the best? Hit like 25 home runs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> who I can't even tell you who the best catcher is there. Um, It's probably Denard. You think? Yeah, I believe he was the catcher for the Braves when they won the World Series. Travis um, Denard also has a club option, so he may not even be a free agent. Mm-hmm. No, he's I mean, he's a solid catcher. That's for sure. 
Um, let me see. He was no, he uh, yeah, no, he was not with uh, the Braves. Well, the Braves won in twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, he was with the Braves. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. All right, go to first base. Josh Bell, Brandon Belt, CJ Crone, uh, Reese Hopkins, Eric Hosmer, Ooh. Max Muncie, Joey Votto. Oof, boy. If this was 10 years ago, the the answer would be Joey Votto. Of course. That is pretty rough. These are all – the thing about, like, this first base class, they all are basically the same player. All of them except Joey Votto guys is like, you should have been better than what you were. Yeah. Especially Eric Hosmer. Oh, yeah. I mean, at best, the, these players are 260 with 25 home runs. But typically, they all hit much lower than that. Mm -hmm. Max Muncy, I think, is like a 230 hitter. But he hits like 35 home runs, or he did one year. Yeah. Whoever gets the first baseman next year in the free AC, it's going to be a lot of, I hope you cash in on your upside. <laughs> I hope it's the year. Second base, John Bertie, Adam Frazier, Jorge Polanco, Whit Merrifield, Jonathan Scoop, Colton Wong. Solid. It's a, it's a bet. It's the best out of catcher first and second that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. It's the best group. Free agents so far. I think Cole Wong might be the best player so far. He might be. Um, Merrifield is definitely not, you know, he doesn't really bring much, uh, much offense. Mm. He's, I think he's more of a contact hitter. He hits for an average average, I think. Um, Scoop, he's had some power years, uh, but the average is okay. And I and think. He's a fine, you know, defensive second base. He's okay. And I think Whit Merrifield is sneaky old. I think you're right. I think you're right. He's I've 34. never heard of John Bertie. Bertie. Yeah, Merrifield is 34. Damn. Yeah, because he so came up with the roles. But I think he came up late. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't make his major league debut until he was 27. Oh, wow. Polanco is getting up there as well. Frazier as well. Yeah. So that's solid and looking too solid now, is it? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, think Cole, I think Cole Wong is the best out of a bad bunch. Yeah. And it's the best group out of the three that we've gone over, at least. Which is kind of sad. Uh, yeah. Third base, Brian Anderson, Matt Chapman, Josh Donaldson, Eduardo Escobar, Evan Longoria, Justin Turner, Gio Urshela and Joey Wendell. First off, Evan yeah. Longoria, you still out here getting it done, buddy? Yep. I shot. I thought he'd been. <sighs> He's another guy who's like you should have been better than what you were. Like, yeah, you were good, even great, but uh, the way that people were talking about when he first came up with uh, Tampa Bay, thought he was going to be a future MVP, and it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Solid. I mean, he was, and he was a, a team leader. He was a solid, you know, baseball player. He maybe spent a little too much time dating Playboy models and stuff instead of working on his 
batting average? I would too. <laughs> I would too. But uh man, I mean, you know, he's had a solid career. This is, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired after the season. He's gonna be, he's gonna be 37 mm-hmm. during this season. Man, what more does he, you know, have to do? What more does he have to prove? What more could he accomplish if uh you know, unless he's looking to win a ring, which did he win a, a World Series championship? That's a very good question. Come with Tampa. The Rays and no, because the Rays went to the World Series that one year against Philadelphia and lost. Philadelphia. That's right. And then he has not been back to the no. So I mean, if, if it's all about hanging on to try and get a, a ring, fine. But you know, he's made plenty of money. He's not going to be a starter if, if that's his, you know, objective. Mm-hmm. And as for the rest of the class, I mean, Justin Turner is about the same age. I mean, that's you know, he's, he's Matt Chapman oh, yeah. is the is the best third baseman, but he's one of those guys you were talking about earlier. Low batting average, will hit somewhere between twenty to twenty eight home runs. With mm-hmm. a decent on base percentage, <laughs> so <laughs> Matt Chapman. Let's see, is he taking the lead from Colton Wong as the best player? <laughs> he might because he he's he'll be in his prime and right at thirty. Mm-hmm. Come free agency, so you know he'll he'll be able to if he has a good year this year, he'll have a. Uh, We'll be able to cash in on a pretty, pretty solid contract. I still like Cole Wong. I think that was an excellent pickup for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on a shortstop: Tim Anderson, Elvis Andrews, uh, Javier Baez, Brandon Crawford, Paul Jejong. Uh, let's see, Isaiah Kinnerfalefa. Guy, what a name! Yeah, that's about it. Now, Tim Anderson, he has a club option. Uh, Javier Baez has an opt-out. Uh, Baez severely underperformed for that contract that he signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be crazy to opt-out because he's not going to get a contract like that again. Man, I think Tim Anderson might be the best player here, but I don't think he's hit free agency. Mm-hmm. Because the club holds the contract. So either he's good enough, uh, either he plays well this year and the White Sox picks up, picks up his contract, or he plays poorly and the White Sox let him go and he's not going to get a big deal coming off the shit year. Congratulations right. to him and his wife accepting his break baby. Or a side baby. What happened? Oh, he had a um, he had an affair, and uh, the mistress got pregnant. And uh, about a week or two ago, his wife posted a picture of the um, side baby, and she's accepting of it. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Good for everybody involved, and good for that sweet little baby. Didn't ask for any of this. No. Oh, Tim Anderson might be the best player. Oh, this is getting terrible. All right, uh, moving yeah. to the outfield. 
Harrison Bader, Cody Bellinger, Charlie Blackman, Michael Brantley, Mark uh Kenna, Kenna, thanks. Michael Conforto, Adam Duval, Joey Gallo, Randall Gurchit, Robbie Grossman, Ian Happ, Teosco Hernandez, Max Kelper, Club Option, Kevin Kiermaier, Andrew McCutcheon, Will Myers, Jock Peterson. Tommy Fan, David Peralta, AJ Pollock, uh, who am I missing? Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, Robles. Victor Robles, Eddie Rosario, who has a club option. Jorge Soller, opt out. Michael A. Taylor, Jesse Winker. Whew. That's a lot of average <laughs> outfielders who should be consider consider themselves lucky. They can get $15 million a year. Man, that was, that was a list. McCutcheon, great player in his, in his prime back in the day. Probably should, you know, call it a day soon, sooner than later. Yeah, because he re-signed with, he signed with the Pirates, right? Did he re-sign with the Pirates? I know he, he played with uh, Milwaukee last season. I thought I saw he signed with the Pirates. I will check in a moment. I know one person who is praying that these shifts work for him, and that's Joey Gallo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, man, it looks like he went back to Pittsburgh. Good. I just finished, just have one more year there and then retire as a pirate. That's where yeah. we are, man. So, do you think Cody Bellinger turns it around? Oof, man. Um, and when I say turn around, I don't mean like become the MVP again. Again, I mean turn around and be like a serviceable MLB player. I feel like it can't get any worse, right? Like it can't get any worse for him. He hit one sixty five in two thousand twenty one. I mean, how could it? Sixty-five. How could it possibly get any worse? If he's off the team by the All Star break, <laughs> oh man, then it will have gotten worse. There needs to be like some kind of documentary looked into what happened to this guy. He went from being an MVP to. A replacement player in three years. It's 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 unbelievable the fall from grace this guy had. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy had Los Angeles women oh, running. What is with you and the women today? You just like yeah, you you been you been horny up today? What's going no, no. on? Oh no no! You worked out. You got your testosterone up. You just been like, <laughs> yeah, the women. <sighs> That's me. You tonight. This guy <laughs> was the host of the town. You're not beating the horny allegations tonight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was the host of the town, man. I mean, he had girls running on the field to go see him in between innings. You know, like. And now nobody wants anything to do with this guy. <laughs> he was lucky to get that contract with 
Chicago. I, I was shocked. I did not think he would get a contract at all. No, yeah. And what? how much was that contract? It was one year. I want to say it was like 15 million, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Am I going to be annoyed by how much this contract is? Probably. Let's see. Uh, 12 and a half million. Oh, okay. And it includes a $25 million option or $5 million buyout for 2024. So they're betting on him having a a comeback season. That says you got a $25 million option for next year? Yeah. I'm seeing he got 12.5 this year and then a 12.5 option next year. Let's see. It, has baseball reference let me down? Has it lied to me? I'm looking at NBC Sports. Uh, tweet from Robert Murray. Oh. The one year, $17.5 million contract with the Cubs. Uh, $12.5 million this year. $25 million next year with a $5 million buyout. So that that would be the $17.5 million. Okay. It's a mutual option. Mm-hmm. And incentives. $1 million for comeback player of the year. But you know, comeback player of the year aside, like to go from MVP to that, it, it it can't get worse. It can't get any worse, right? Like again, if he's not on the team by the All Star break, <laughs> it can always get worse. Yeah. And last but not least, designate here: um, Jesus Aguilar, Matt Carpenter. Nelson Cruz, Trey Mancini opt out, JD Martinez, and of course the the golden boy, Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean Otani is clearly, you know, the, the prize next season or you know, next offseason. Um and really, you know, it all depends on how he does this year, too. I mean, you know, this 23 the 2023 season hasn't even commenced, so you know, nothing is guaranteed. Um, but uh, does he have the potential to break $40 million? $40 million a year? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Like, if he just puts together another year like he had last year, mm-hmm. he probably gets like $45 million a year. Yeah. But I've seen... Um, predictions all the way up to um, $500 million for his contract. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And your team in on Shohei Atani, which every team honestly should be, and you don't get him. Like every team in baseball should mm-hmm. take a stab at it. Yeah. At the very least, call his agent, you know. Yeah, because this is not, next year for agency is not going to be, there's going to be a lot of guys taking 
one year prove it contracts. I'm telling you that right now. Mm-hmm. The Astros' big thing for next year may be a um, Kyle Tucker extension. Oof. Which That's I wouldn't. Like a rocky start. Yeah. Because you're the one that told me he is not going to, even before the arbitration, all the, the mess with the arbitration, you, you're the first one to tell me he, like, they locked in uh, Jordan and now Christian and some other guys at very team friendly prices. Mm-hmm. You were the first one to say that ain't gonna happen with Kyle Tucker. Wow, very good. Because if I'm Kyle Tucker, I'm not taking less than what Jordan got. No chance. There's because yeah, yeah Jordan may be a better hitter, but I'm definitely the better fielder. I got a gold glove to prove it. Right. I don't, I don't know what I think I see was trying to look up to see a, a contract for him in right field. And maybe I, you know, I'll save that for next time we talk about baseball. But all this may be moot because the Astros may be broke. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy! Because what, what a segue! Again, Just jump right into it. Yeah, I have a few. Because once again, our old friends at WB Discovery are fucking things up that we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so news came out uh, a couple of days ago. WB Discovery. Warner Brothers Discovery is just trying to get out of the uh, regional sports network game and inform the um, the professional teams and the uh, leagues that basically they have until the end of the month to try to make a deal to to um, to broadcast TV for these teams. Um, let's see. These channels, which are still branded as AT&T Sports Network Service Team in Pittsburgh, Houston, Colorado, and Utah. Mm-hmm. So you're a team that's on the AT&T Sports Network. It, come March 31st, you know, right after opening day, it right. will no longer exist. So we will be sitting here hoping and pleading and wondering where the hell the world champions are going to be playing come this year. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Once again, um, yeah. the Warner Brothers Discoveries merger has brought me nothing but pain. They have seeped through everything I love. And it's like they just want to destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> they have a picture of me in their office that they're throwing darts at. They just want to hurt me. Yep. Man, it is. Uh, it's. Oh man, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it these days. I mean, oh, that merger is just. It gets. It gets worse every day. From the things that they remove from HBO Max to starting and stopping DC projects, film projects, um, to, God, I mean, now now this. It just, when is it going to end with this, this damn merger? It's like, how do you guys make money? You keep destroying everything. <laughs> everything that people enjoy. The shows, people's enjoyment, our hopes. When would you stop? <laughs> what will it take? Please. I'm begging I mean, you. 
it's it's a you know from a business standpoint i get it i mean the rights fees have been just unbelievable in the past 10 years um the the hallmark of baseball economics not just baseball sports in general yeah the problem is you get less and less people watching traditional tv you know broadcast tv cable tv whatever people are just cutting out more and more and it's just going to get worse with these with the new generation between the millennials and gen z and then whatever uh generations after gen z it's like we spend less and less time watching traditional tv so that these stations they don't have the money to bring in to pay these teams right and all off season the focus was on pitch counts and pitch clocks and batter clocks and now the the biggest problem baseball faces and and the you know the, the regional sports all the regional sports mm-hmm. not just baseball how are you going to get these people that you want to watch the to, to tune in like physically like how are you going to literally how are you going to get these eyeballs on these products when there's no channel to, to broadcast them from as of now because I, i'll be honest i'll keep honest i don't have cable right i whenever um i want to see astros game what i do is i wait for t-mobile to give away their free year of mlb tv mm-hmm. and then i have a vpn i just move my location to you know um, Arizona, New York, wherever the Astros aren't, and then log in and watch it that way. Like, what I really think MLB is going to do, and what I think a lot of these teams are going to do, they're going to have to just look into giving out streaming packages for teams. Right. Like, you're an Astros fan, you're, you're going to pay this month, this month, this much, either monthly or, you know, in a, a big year package and you could you can watch all the Astro games streaming on your your PC or your Xbox PlayStation whatever. I think that's the next step. Because you can't look at this like you looked at this 30 years ago. The people just aren't going to be there too much longer. Especially these kids, man, these kids they don't watch TV like we used to. No. Like these kids are out here like even if something like let's say a basketball game, like they'll watch the highlights on YouTube or catch it or see something on, um, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. They're not watching games the traditional way that we used to, or our parents used to. And these sports um, companies need to realize that sports league need to realize like the game is changing. Mm-hmm. And if you still want to get this money and be able to afford these players and, be able to make a profit, you got to change with it. Because this isn't just baseball. This um, this decision from WB Discovery is affecting the Rockets, mm-hmm. the Jazz, the Pirates, and the Rockies, and also uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and to not be able to broadcast any sport in the fourth largest market in the country is uh it's unprecedented yeah like they're just like they're just gonna have to have like they have to get rid of these blackout rules like all sports it's like hey you're an Astros fan you're gonna you can pay this and you can see your team you know wherever they are in Houston in New York in California wherever the hell they are you can just stream it and mm-hmm. we can put commercials on the streaming service uh during um you know in between innings and things like that that's what they're gonna have to do yeah they're gonna have to look at what Netflix Disney plus and streams are what they're doing and like broaden their horizons and they're gonna have to put like not just like games on they're gonna have to do other stuff as well mm-hmm. this this gives I think it gives Apple an opportunity to um, to kind of swoop in and increase their business with baseball mm-hmm because they've already they already had the jump with you know the Friday night games game of the week on Apple TV and if you increase that if you somehow you know you know start a regional stream of your own you just made me think of something what if they just do what the WWE did with Peacock mm-hmm. just like, bring it all in bring in everything from the MLB and put it on Apple TV I would probably, I would probably dump every every streamer I have and pay solely for Apple. Because I mean, really, at the end of the day, for me at least, the only thing I, I want to watch on television. Mm-hmm. Is baseball and wrestling. <laughs> I'm a 35 year old man, and I admit it. I only care to watch baseball and wrestling. <laughs> I can watch football on Sundays because I know all you need is an antenna. If mm-hmm. you, if you, you know, if you, if it, you know, push comes to shove, all you need is an antenna and a TV that's compatible, and you can watch football all day. All day on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily. I'm watching wrestling if I'm not watching Monday Night Football. You know, it's like I don't care. I don't need to watch Monday Night Football every every week. Um, basketball. I mean, look how many times out of all these 217 episodes that we've recorded. Look how many times we talk about basketball. I can't even count how many. Like. <laughs> You know, or or I probably could count like yeah. it's probably, you know, five five episodes maybe. I mean that 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 you know a part of it is the Rockets are just not good <laughs> at the moment and haven't been for the past three years mm-hmm. uh, and don't look to be getting any better anytime soon. Um, but uh, so you know I, what. What do I need to watch anything else? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the the little time that I have to watch TV, I would, you know, like to watch some baseball, like to watch some wrestling, 
And then I got the streamer. I got plenty of streamers to keep myself occupied with movies and TV and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> too damn occupied. It's <laughs> there's just too much shit on TV on on the streaming services now. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian just came back today. That's right. And so I got a lot of Pedro Pascal in my life right now between that and the, <laughs> and, um, the Last of Us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, getting back to the test, I think all these regional sports networks are going to fail because the money just isn't there. And these sports leagues are just mm-hmm. going to have to go to streaming only options. If that's what you, if you really yeah. want to get out there and get the people who are who you know, are there for you eat. That's your option. Unless you just want to go to like, ah, I was going to say, you try to go to like basic TV, like Fox or um, CBS, NBC, and put your games on there. But I don't know if they can do that. There's too many games. Mm-hmm. It's too long as of a season to, uh, to go to a network. Yeah. You bet you need your own net- network. And since, like I said, the these RSNs are failing, mm-hmm. you're going to have to make your own. You're going to have to make either your own streaming service better, or you're going to have to basically, like they're doing with Apple TV, you're going to have to sell out a whole lot more games. Right. And I'm like, if you're if you're already going to streaming, you might as well do it yourself and try to get as most money as you can. Mm-hmm. We'll find out at the end of the month what goes on because these games have to be on TV. These got final TikTok, days. man. Mm-hmm. March first, the clock is ticking. Yeah. And like I said, opening day is on the thirtieth. So, ooh, might get might get to watch one game and then that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. I hope you enjoyed the Houston Astros. See you. <laughs> See you in twenty twenty four, you bums. Possibly, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we made the joke of shit. We're just gonna have to go get our old jobs back. <laughs> right. <sighs> All right. Before we get out of here, one last thing we want to talk about: Ant Man Three. Ooh. Went to go see it with the family uh, last weekend. You haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, right? I have not. All right. Um, I'll leave this spoiler free. I'll just give it a uh a do we do letter grades or number grades? Cause I think we did a number grade when we did the Batman. Uh you text me a letter grade. Yes, I did. Go see it. I can't, I just want to stay somewhat consistent with one thing with for our people. <laughs> uh so I'll get a I'll do a letter grade. Um so overall I would give the movie a B. Mm-hmm. Like it was enjoyable. Um I like the family moments uh between um the langs and the pims um what did i want to say oh uh so jonathan majors as kang amazing performance like you just want to see more and more of him and in the um after credit scene you do get to see more and more and more of him literally from what i i understand yeah um also like I don't understand why this 
movie has been getting such shit reviews. Like they're saying this movie is worse. This movie has been reviewed worse than Black Adam. And I saw Black Adam in. Dwayne's been taking some L's lately, and that was definitely one of them. Um, But no, I think the biggest, well, one of the biggest problems I've seen people is like their expectations are crazy high. Like they think every Marvel movie is going to reach the level of Endgame Mm -hmm. or Infinity War. And I'm like, dog, this is the third Ant-Man movie. That's not going to happen here. Like, you need, you need to, like, you need to put your expectations back down to, like, where they were phase one going into phase two. Y'all were, y'all, I remember phase one. People enjoyed it. You know, they went to see the Avengers. They loved it. But phase one, Phase one, y'all were not like hyping up these movies and expecting them to be like blockbusters. I remember and I approve because we can go look at the box office, go the box office um, money. So, and also, I think people don't like world building. Like, no matter what they say, they just want to get to the action. And like sure. phase four has been like phase one, where they've been rebuilt, they've been building up this world, explaining things how it will work. And that's what you do, you know, in any story. You got to build stuff up and then break it down mm-hmm. in a good story. And that's what they're doing right now. They're rebuilding the world that they broke in phase three. Like everything's completely different. We want to introduce you to new characters. We want to show you what your old characters are doing. And then we're going to get ready for four and five and we're going to take you on a ride. And one of the other thing I know is like Marvel isn't holding your hand on this stuff anymore. Like it's been 15 years, 30 some movies. Seven, eight shows, right? Like they're not gonna go back and explain to you everything that you that you should already have picked up. It's like we're gonna hit the ground running and go. And if you don't understand what X Y Z is, then you can go watch a Disney Plus. And right. those people complaining about it, like I don't understand this. What's this? What's it? I'm like, if you don't understand what's happening now. You are going to be screwed. Like you, like you, you need to do a little bit of research on what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that might—that's probably the biggest issue—is just that you know they're they're really tying everything together, movies and TV, and it's you know I've maintained it's it's a lot. It's you know we're kind of kind of an oversaturated. Um medium but not medium product at this time but my thing is like it's what comic books do like mm-hmm. things are connected things that happen in one big event carry on to like separate comics right right no yeah. i get that i get that point. they're just following what the playbook that's already been played and like they're gonna start doing like a jonathan hickman stuff and like I don't know if you've ever read Hickman comics. Like he did um, the Avengers, 
going into Secret Wars, and he did the the X Men, the new X Men, um, the House of X, Power of X, mm. like a lot of Hickman stuff. Like, if you're not paying attention, you will miss shit. I feel like, like I've read these reviews, I'm like, what movie were you were you watching? And it's like, oh, you were not paying attention when they said this little thing, and so it went completely over your head. And so when it's a callback later, you're like, oh, what is this? It's like, it's something you should have been paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything that's happening is going to make more sense to people when we get to the end. Because Hickman also does that as like, you'll read the first couple of issues and you're not 100% sure. But by the time you get to the end and even reread it, you know everything, you know what to look for. It makes 100, it makes, it's crystal clear. I feel like that's what's going to happen when we get to the end, the end of this, these uh, phase five and six. But you just got to pay attention, people. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. No, I, I get that. I mean, it's. Uh, with these and maybe are, may, I need these stories based on comic books and it's if it's following a comic book uh, format, you know. That's that's fine. I mean, I get that. Maybe it's just me, man. I I don't because I I love this shit. I've, and I've loved it since the beginning, so I can follow all this stuff. And if I, I ever get confused, I can either hop on YouTube or I'll just go rewatch the show. And I I got podcasts I listen to that like break down comic book arcs and stuff like that. Like I love this stuff. So when when I'm watching and I'm paying attention and I feel like, Oh shit. I feel like, you know, it hits me <laughs> different than someone who's like reviewing this just because they have to review. Right. Like you, uh, the spoiler at the spoiler when all the Kangs come and together and there's a couple of Kangs that like, um, the three, main ones are talking to each other and they're they look like the the main canes from the comic books that hits me because i'm a geek you know mm-hmm. but so i can understand a or something yeah but i if you're just reviewing this because your job tells you 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 it doesn't hit the same sure i'm like but I I want you to see it, you know, either go to the theaters or wait for it at Disney Plus because it is a good movie. It's probably the best Ant-Man movie because it has the best villain out of the three. Oh wow. Yeah. I really like that first one. I do like a good, you know, uh introductory type story. Mm-hmm. So no, I, it looks good. I mean, I you know, Jonathan Majors looks awesome. Yeah. As King, so no, I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, Jonathan Major is awesome. Michelle uh, Pfeiffer is like a badass rebel fighter. <laughs> um, what's his name? Plays Hank. Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas is just having fun the entire thing, the entire time. Like, it's it's good. Like. I'm sorry. I sound like the biggest Marvel mark right now. <laughs> it's okay. We're all marks for something. 
I was listening to a podcast um, on the MTR network. They're talking about it. And one of the people reviewed was like, I've seen a lot of people complaining about this phase four, phase five. Like they're, they're not getting what they want. So they're saying it's bad. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, the MCU marks have become wrestling marks. <laughs> it's yeah, the same yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys didn't book this the way I wanted to, so it's bad. And we just we we're seeing this right now with this whole Sami Zayn should have won at the elimination chamber thing. No, come on, there's there's no way. No, uh, I just heard on a podcast today they're talking about how if Cody Cody should turn heel because him beating Roman at WrestleMania would not put him in a good baby face position. Mm-hmm. Beating the unbeatable heel would not the ultimate. would not put him in a good baby face position afterwards. I want you to think about that. That's it's like saying ultimate, ultimate baby face move. That's like saying a knight goes out and fights a dragon that's killed dozens of other knights. He slays the dragon, comes back, and becomes a, a um a, a um an overlord. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, do you guys hear yourself? <laughs> so yeah, it's like this didn't go the way I wanted to. So that means it's bad. Instead of thinking I should just accept the story and go along and enjoy it. Or the more the more accurate take, but no one ever thinks about it because their pride is involved. The shit I fancy book isn't that good. So maybe I should let the professionals <laughs> handle it. And wrestling and Marvel. It makes sense. But I know someone's going to hear this and call me a Marvel Mark and I'm bowing down to my Disney overlords, which I am. We all do at some point. Oh, hell, King Mickey. <laughs> but see, I'm like, this stuff makes me ha- makes me happy. I enjoy it. And too many people online are like, oh, my God, this movie is like the online discussion. The, one, the thing that kills me is like nothing can be okay or good everything has to be either the greatest thing of all time or the worst thing of all time <laughs> it's like you can't just go in here and be like oh i saw this movie um it's about seven eight i enjoyed it i go again i would watch it again when it comes on disney plus or any streaming service i liked it no it's gotta be oh my god this movie was so trash it was a waste of time i wasted my gas going out there Arr, <laughs> also I, we saw it at the studio movie grill which I don't think you have a bad movie experience in that theater I've heard yeah I hear it's a, that's a really great place to go oh yes in fact the, they're showing trailers of other movies like I'm uh, well we're coming back here to watch Fast 10 thanks <laughs> nice. I can't wait to watch, man. I'm definitely, definitely gonna check it out. Yeah, just grab a matinee. Don't spend so you don't spend less money if you. Oh yeah. But I, 
I, I really like this movie. I like Kang. Um, I can't wait to see what else they do with him. And he's going to show up in season two of Loki. Very cool. Yeah. So Jonathan Major is just, it's just him right now, man. Yeah, he's that guy. He's the dude right now. I'm glad Marvel snatched him up, man. Because he looks, that Creed trailer looks amazing. Yeah. And I think Creed 1 and 2 just dropped on HBO Max today. Ooh. Perfect. I need to catch up on those. Yeah. Let me double check. You know, Discovery likes to make me a liar. I don't see it. Yeah, do I have to steal this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I Google Creed and it says watch now on HBO Max. Nice. Perfect. But I go to the app. Okay, there I found it. It's on it. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so. The movie comes out this weekend, so you can hear me stream Cree 1 and 2 real quick before you go see 3. There you go. Yeah. All like right. Yeah, you get to see um, what are they called? Not um, you get to see Killmonger versus Kang. Yeah, I remember when I saw that, the, that he was cast and everybody was going crazy about that. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Um, that's all I got for tonight. What about you? That's all I've got. Okay. All Another right. solid episode. Yeah, you know, some people listen to say it's a B episode, but we'll, <laughs> we'll take those. Yeah. We'll take those. All right, man. Um, as always, a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Always. Um, so we got about three weekends. But until baseball season start. So I can guarantee we'll have two baseball podcasts, one for the NL, one for the AL. We're doing NL first because I want to save the Astros for last, so like always. <laughs> All right. So we have two we have two baseball podcasts coming out for you guys a little bit later on this month. And you know, anything else crazy happens, we'll hop on and talk about it. We'll, we'll get on it for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get out of here. For Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.